What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here, and welcome y'all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. It's Phoenix Down episode number 66.3, yeah, our fourth episode, covering Nino Cooney, Wrath of the White Witch. Uh, tonight, I have with me Matt. Hey, guys. And, yeah, we're uh, we're pretty much halfway through Nino Cooney at this point. Yeah, right in the thick of it. Yeah, right in the middle. Um, in fact, according to our fact, which is not very reliable, uh, we are halfway, way, like a little bit past halfway through this game. Um, last we left off, we were uh, in Hamlin. We talked to the, the great sage, uh, and something is wrong with him. Brokenhearted, if you will. Uh, and um, he tells us to leave because he's not going to help us. So as we are getting ready to leave the uh, the palace, a mist appears, and somehow we get tele- transported fifteen years in the past. Yeah, according to Stephen King, that mist is never good. No, not at all. You get locked up in supermarkets, and people start weird religious societies. Yeah, they always seem to. Whether it's a <laughs> dome or the mist. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, we are now 15 years in the past. We have run into, uh, the, the prince or the, I guess he's the king now, but we run into the king, uh, the, the prince's father and he doesn't believe us to begin with, but, um, we were tasked, we're not necessarily tasked, the father seems to not care, but, um, his two sons are out in the wilderness training, and uh, they need help. So we're going to go and help them. Uh, we travel to a little cave where we run into them. And uh, the little kid is having trouble. Uh, he's he's not... He's, he's, a, he's a wizard, Harry, but he's not very good at it. And his older yeah, brother... So- Supposedly he is. Yeah. It seems to be a failure. Yeah. But um, his older brother, which is... How do you pronounce his name? Uh, I've been calling him Gascon. Yeah, I think I've been saying Gascon. Gascon? Uh, I'm not sure, though. Yeah. Uh, he's He's trying to teach him. At the same time, he's also very cocky and arrogant. And I don't like him. And neither does Swain, <laughs> which comes, uh, which actually plays a big part in this because I think I mentioned in the last episode, I'm pretty sure Swain is Gascon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we rescue them, or at least they say that they rescued us, even though we beat the, the monster that, uh, they were fighting. And we, uh, go back to Hamlin. <laughs> they say they escort us back. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, we escorted you guys back. Uh, but yeah, they uh, we make it back to Hamlin, and uh, the father's there, the king, and he give, he's giving Gascon a hard time, saying, "Look, you you don't have magic in you. the The throne is going to go to your younger brother because he is he is destined to be the next great sage." And Gascon's not very happy with this. Uh, 
And un- un- unlike my imagination, he doesn't try to take his brother out. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, not, not that kind of game. But after accomplishing our tasks, the um, the king, I guess, finally believes our our story that we are time travelers. And uh, he tells us that the, um, in order to get back to our own time, we're going to need a particular wand. Now, this wand has um, has been mentioned before in cutscenes, particularly cutscenes revolving around the White Witch. Uh, the the wand in question is called Monstar which is a very powerful wand that was used by the wizard king himself. In that all, Oliver must not have. Yes. Oliver, uh, if anything, the worst thing that could happen is the pure-hearted one get a hold of this wand. Shadar has uh, been kind of five steps ahead of everybody and says, Let's don't worry about it, we've already got it. It's been disassembled. We've thrown half of it away. It has no power anymore. And good luck finding it. But what he didn't count on was us time traveling and then going getting it before Shadar ever gets his grubby little hands on it. Yeah. I'm still about the time. How did it happen? Matt, you're you're kind of breaking up here. Hang on a second. Let me check my internet here. Uh, keep talking. Go ahead. I was saying I'm still a little confused by the time travel. How exactly did it happen? We got surrounded by a mist, and all of a sudden we're 15 years in the past. I can, yeah, that part of it I got. Yeah, I, I, I can tell you how it happened. Is it was in a cutscene. Uh, okay. You, you do remember this, right? Nope. Okay. So where we have to go to get Monstar is it is at it's at a graveyard, but it's a giant graveyard that reminds me of like Halloween Town from A Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Because everybody is like kind of partying and having fun. Yeah. Except they're all dead. Except they're all dead, yeah. So we go to, what was this place called? Uh, the Tombstone Trail? Yep, Tombstone Trail. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of the Corpse Bride when they go underground. Yeah. Uh, so we make it there, and there's a bunch of like undead things. Zombies, and these weird little witches, and uh, everything that you can imagine from Halloween Town is there. Uh, and, um, I wouldn't say this is actually a very big dungeon. There's a part where you do go underground into a cavern and you have to light all the candles in order for a door to appear or for a door to open. Yeah. Not the hardest puzzle. No, not the hardest. And drippy, change your face. Drippy likes to take information and bash it into your face until you finally understand it. Even though I already understood it, <laughs> um, like even during fights and stuff like that, boss fights especially, he's always got some kind of, "Hey, d- use this." 
you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah. So we go through this place. Fun fact, or not fun fact, but a fun little moment. We run into a skeleton who won't let us into a certain area because we're alive. Only dead people can go in there. So we finally use the poison apple spell that we got and never used before. And where, probably we'll never use again. Yeah, exactly. Where we will, where it makes us look like we're dead, like we fall over dead. And so he lets us pass now that he thinks that we're dead. Um, but anyway, what we're eventually trying to do is we're trying to make it to the top where it, it the monster is being guarded by a, a ghost thing. I don't know what this thing is. It's like, it has fire. It's almost like a ghost chandelier. Yeah, it's, it's name is Candelabra, Cadabra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I died here so many times. That's where that picture I posted on Twitter came from. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, it's official. I have to grind. So I stayed in the Halloween town here and grind for a good almost two hours. Mm. And then I went and fought it once and it died. Like it was almost easy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened to me when I had to grind. I died a couple times, but then when I did finally fight the uh the royal jelly, I just uh, wiped the floor that didn't even come close to dying, so Here's my. I, don't know. I mean, it's it's nice to know that levels level ups mean something in this game. At the same time, I feel like you have to grind. This game is a grind fest and a half for me, at least. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the way I've been doing it is grinding a little bit in between each level, like twenty twenty minutes or so. After each section or before each section. So I, it hasn't worn on me that much. But the one time that I did have to grind for like a full hour, yeah, that was certainly kind of boring. But I, I will say this about the grinding. I've never had a game make me feel like I'm reaping so many rewards as this one when I do have to grind. Because of the number of familiars you carry with you. So there's the three main characters and the nine familiars. So you have 12 characters. So every time you do a fight, essentially, at least somebody's leveling up. So t to me, that kind of th – there's so much more – not, not incentive really because the incentive is the same. But th there's more feedback on the progress you're making because I feel like most of the time when I do a fight, two to three people level up. Right. So I feel like I'm making progress, whereas a lot of games I feel like you could grind – and not have such a tangible sense of progression. Mm -hmm. Not to mention you're also gaining the money that you're going to need to, you know, buy the better weapons. So you're kind of leveling up twice at the same time. It's true. So um, here's my issue with the game overall, and this is the reason why. This game is so inconsistent. Is that I grind over level, beat, wipe a boss's fucking face into the ground, and then I go back to the overworld and I run into a random ass fight 
that decimates me in like 30 seconds. <laughs> and I'm just like, why? Why? And it's so annoying when that happens. It's like every time I get past something, I have to grind again. And it just, yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's like, like there's so many small things about this game that just get on my nerves. Like, I, I don't want to say I'm not enjoying it, but at the same time, there's very little that, that keeps me interested in the story. When it comes to Oliver and his ragtag group of heroes, I don't care. Anytime I see the White Witch or Shadar on screen, I'm paying attention. Yeah. Because that is the that is really the only parts of this game that that are interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I feel the same way. I think I would phrase it differently as I like the story. There's just not much of it there. I mean, because to me, there's not really that much story other than those cutscenes with Shadar and the White Witch. That's when... Maybe not the only time you get story, but the only time you get a bit of mystery in the story. Because if Oliver's quest is, uh, I'm going to beat Shadar and revive my mother, okay, how long does that sentence last you, story-wise? I mean, at this point, 20 hours. You know, he hasn't really changed his plans or his motivations or, you know, anything. Exactly. Nothing has really changed. You're going from one place to the other and taking these little side quests to to get a little bit further it's like you, you know we we it's it's we know what our destination is the problem is is we never led up to anything we're leading up to taking on the white witch which will eventually happen at the end of the game so i'm just like all right well, so everything is just getting to the white witch instead of we should have started smaller yeah i guess i guess we need mornstar yeah, but we didn't know about that until we went to uh, 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 Hamlin. We had no idea Monstar even existed until we went to Hamlin. Yeah, you know, and now all of a sudden it's the only thing that can save the day. Exactly. Like Oliver and company is not looking at the bigger picture. They're always just going from point A to point B, then to point C, then to point D, and doing whatever each doing whatever each little thing has to do to get to the next point. Instead of we need to do this, this, and this in order to beat the the White Witch. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess, but I, I felt like at least in the early hours, it was enough for me to say, "Hey, there's four great stages. We need to go to each of the four great stages and learn from them." You know, and that's true. At least that's like an overarching wrapper to what you're doing for the first, I don't know, six or eight hours. You know, we we got to find these stages. I mean, we're a pretty shitty wizard at this point in our life, and. uh there's way better wizards out there, and we need to learn what they know. So I, I, I feel the same thing as you're feeling, but I feel like I just, I put them down to maybe just the pace is a bit too slow. Like I, I don't mind the story. I just don't think there's enough of it to string together to make a, to make a thirty hour adventure that's, exciting the whole time. That's that's the thing. Like I, you're looking at it at an optimistic point of view. I'm looking at it of a I'm annoyed point of view. Yeah, but 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 I definitely agree. There's it it does seem a little bit pointless sometimes when you see yourself enter a dungeon and you're like, well, now I now I know there's not going to be any story for the next couple hours. 
Because nothing's going to happen until I get through this dungeon. Yeah. I don't know. I hate to be down on this game, but I can't help it. I... I'm going to go ahead and say it. Fuck it. It feels like a chore every time I boot this game up. Oh, man. I I I, I don't know why. You know? It, it, because I, I everything's a grind to me. I, I feel like the next section, I, I'm going to have to sit here for 30 minutes and grind. I'm going to have to fight every single thing I come across, go heal, and then do it again, and then move forward. And it's just, it, it just feels like I'm not getting anything accomplished in the grand scheme of things, except get a little bit more powerful so I can make it past this one part. So do you, do you think it would be better served with more variety then? So you could maybe be leveling up by, I don't know, doing side quests so that you wouldn't have to grind to level up? So, something along those lines? Maybe. Because there are, I mean, there are other ways to play it. I mean, there's people who need stuff. I mean, they're, they're kind of boring fetch quests, but you can do that to get at least money. I mean, I guess just money and stickers, which help you a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I have I, every every person that's glowing on the map I go talk to, and I accept their quest. If I can finish it right then and there, I will. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go out of my way to go kill 20 of these things or to go deliver something to somebody. Nah. Yeah, luckily I don't think they have... There aren't that many of the kill X number of anything. Yeah, I mean, those are the bounties, kind of. Yeah, the bounties, yeah. But those are almost like optional bosses, which I think are can be kind of fun. Yeah. The problem for me with those is I don't ever know what level they're at. So I went to fight an optional boss once and got wiped and there was no way I could touch it. And then I went back like seven hours later and I just killed him in like four hits. So I was like, well, it wasn't fun the first time because I couldn't beat him. And it wasn't fun the second time because it wasn't even a fight. That's the epitome of my, of my playthrough of this game. <laughs> Is this is not fun because I can't do anything, and now it's not fun because it, I am I, I overpowered myself. I and that's why I still feel like I'm doing something wrong in this game. Mm. I, I feel like I shouldn't have to grind and just be overpowered. I feel like there is no happy medium. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just crazy. Yeah, I mean it's funny because I would have. I would have maybe said the opposite of that and said – because I, I do get that. But on the other hand, I feel like the fights are so dynamic. I mean you can lose a fight at any time and I, I've, I've still – even just – I was just playing this right before we started recording. And even I guess from what, 27 hours in now, I had a fight that I won after Oliver and Esther were knocked out. And so I'm walking around with just Swain doing like two damage per shot, trying to heal myself, trying to switch to my familiar so I can get some damage in, trying to switch back to Swain to put some distance between myself and the enemy. And th th there were still so many like little things going on that were somewhat up to chance, but somewhat up to my ability to run across the screen and, you know, and do the right things at the right time that a lot of these fights to me, when they are sort of evenly matched, are, are still pretty exciting because I don't know what's going to happen, and they are pretty dynamic. 
I mean, there's parts of this game. I don't remember if it's this section exactly, the Tombstone Trail, but this is when maybe they start introducing the characters, which I don't like. That they basically cast a dark magic spell in Nyx, I think, and then my character just immediately dies, one hit kill. So not that that's fun in almost any context, but it means that there's been a lot more fights where uh, Oliver has died like 30 seconds into the fight, and then I have to try and balance these two <laughs> inept characters to try and finish off the fight. With a boss fight, I would have immediately died. But, you know, two shitty characters against three enemies is better balance, I guess. I don't know, but there's just so, there's so many different things happening in the battles. You know, depending on the enemy types and how I manage it and who I'm using, that uh, I I don't know. I'm I'm still I'm still enjoying the combat quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. Different strokes, I guess. I I don't know. I I, I hate to be the Debbie Downer here, man. I really do. Maybe it will finally click for me. <laughs> Also, I am not. I have. I have already decided. I'm not switching familiars. I'm sticking to the ones that I have because I'm too far gone now. Who are you using? All right. So Oliver has Mighty, uh, the little fairy guy that I got my third character. Oh, the little green fairy. Yeah, the little green fairy guy. And then uh, the uh, the cat. Uh, I, I 98% of the time I use the cat. Yeah, that's what I, I have buffed up the cat so much now. Uh, the cat is kind of like a glass cannon. It can get wrecked if it gets surrounded. Yep. But it does a lot of damage. Yep. Um, which puts more onus on you to keep him out from in between three enemies. Yeah. Right. You want to be attacking from the outside in, not the inside out. So here, here's the thing is that I don't know when the cat finally evolves to its third form, like what level that is. I want to say 33 or 35. All right, I'm close to it because I think it's level like 31 or 2 right now. Okay. I don't know if I want to evolve it because then I'm stuck with Mighty, who's like level 31. I don't know, man. That's the thing. It's like it's such a... It's such a kick in the nuts whenever you evolve something that goes back to level one. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that that's true. But, man, do they level up fast at the beginning. That's true. But then once they hit, like, level 17, you're then stuck with a level 17 for, like, an hour. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, that, But, that again, that, that's been another one of my favorite things is between balancing who I'm leveling up and again, just the fact that as I'm grinding, everybody's leveling all the time. I've got 12 different people leveling up at the same time, and everybody gets the XP as opposed to just, you know, who did damage or who did the kill or whatever. That that to me has been almost overriding almost any negatives of this game. I just I, I love it. I love it when multiple people pop after a battle, and they all level up. You know, and then one of them learns a new skill, and I'm like, all right, okay. Getting better every every fight. I'm getting getting stronger. Do you use any of the skills? Uh, I was actually going to ask you. I don't know how to use the skills. I've got now a lot of people at, you know, the level three ones that have leveled up, and it tells me that now I've got my what eleventh skill, 
and I don't even have room for it, so I have to eliminate one of my other ones, which blows my mind because the cat, to me, only has one skill, Ray of, Ray of Light, I think, and Evade and Attack. You've got I, to, I don't know how to... You've got to equip them. Go to uh, Friends and Familiars and then hit the triangle button to view tricks. And then you can uh, you can slot tricks into the available slots that they have. Yeah, this game's going to get way more fun than I think. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the only thing the only person who uses magic in this game are my three humans. Yeah. All my familiars just attack 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 and that's it. That's all I ever do. I don't use the skills and I have them equipped because why Here's the better question. Why would you ever have Oliver using a familiar ability when you could switch to Oliver and use elemental magic attacks that do decent damage depending on if the, the weakness to him or healing? Like, it, it, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, what, but d- different familiars are going to have their own elemental affiliations and different skills to exploit the weaknesses so through your familiar your repertoire of spells you know it's three times what oliver has maybe i don't know i just uh i just don't like it (laughs) i don't like it i am mad as hell and i'm not gonna take it anymore (laughs) (laughs) i don't know but yeah uh going back to the story uh, we get the Monstar, and we are visited by uh, a person. Um, that person is the person who made us time travel. Do you not remember this, Matt? Uh, I remember that we get the spell to let us go back. Yeah. I remember we can only use it once. There is a wizard... Who shows up? One of the masked wizards as part of the court of the oh, yes. White yeah, yeah. Witch. And he says, uh, I'm the one who t- transported you guys here. You need to get the Monstar. Yeah, this is what I was waiting to ask you about, actually. Who do you think this fucker is? I don't know. He's obviously not Shadar. Yep. Um, he seems to be working against Shadar. Yeah. I, I per- Maybe he is the... Uh, the the great wizard the the what is it called wizard king the wizard king maybe he's the wizard king in disguise well they are all wearing disguises it's true but everybody knows who this guy is so um he seems to be helping oliver uh as we go back to hamlin um the uh we find that the king is now dead uh somebody has killed the king and uh this is where they kind of that's that that was the big breaking point in the original timeline where um right before we find out the king's dead uh the two brothers split and um as the king is lying there dead, he looks to Swain and says, I know my son anywhere. And I'm, yep. glad, I'm glad you finally came back. And then he dies. And of course, Swain's like, oh, no. I, I, I even time traveled to see you again. And when I see you, you die. 
Yeah, because as a kid, he basically was a bit listless, couldn't figure out what he was doing with his life. And then I guess just left his brother and went out into the world. Yeah, became a thief. Became a thief. I wonder what he became first. Probably not a thief directly, right? I, I guess not. He, he he gives off a pirate feel. Yeah. Maybe he was with a band of thieves and just kind of just went off on his own. Um, But yeah, so now the, the younger brother is now king. Um, we then decide to finally cast uh, Alter Time, is that what it is? Or Breach Time. Breach, Breach Time. Which is a very potent spell that can only be cast in a person's one time in a person's life. And Oliver uses it to go back to his original time. And he uh we return uh to fix the king who is now grown up and he decides to uh to help us changes his ways. People are no longer wearing pig masks. Um, but that's also where we learn that uh, the Mornstar is not complete. We have to uh, collect these three gems to slot into the wand to make it the all-powerful wand that everybody knows. And um, those gems have been hidden away. Uh, but we do have a map. The only problem <laughs> is, is that while the king was brokenhearted, he didn't care when people just broke in and stole stuff. And he knew that somebody has stolen the the uh, map for the gems. He knows who stole it, which is the the leader of the, I guess the Sky Pirates. Is that what they're called? Yep, the King of the Sky Pirates. The king of the Sky Pirates has stolen the map. So we have to go talk to him. Uh, it took me a while to get to him because I kept reading my map wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I kept going to like, I've been here before. I was like, is he over here? And I looked at the map and I was like, guys, off this map. So I got to keep going. And I went all the way around the freaking peninsula. On the boat, on the ship? On the ship. Yeah. Finally get there. And uh, when we get there... Uh, kind we, of a cool like setting, Skull Mountain. Yeah, Skull Mountain, which uh, if you've ever seen like a pirate movie before, usually has some kind of cave dressed in uh, the look of a skull. Uh, we go inside to the cave, and there is a giant airship there, and that is the airship of the Sky Pirates. We run into the... Uh, the King of the Sky Pirates, which is how do you pronounce that name? They never said it in the in the cutscenes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like Caldler, Caldier, something like that. Yeah, I'm trying to find the spelling of it now. Oh, jeez, I can't even remember. Starts with a K. Well, anyway, not a big deal. He's there. And we tell him, hey, we need your help. And he see he notices that uh, Oliver has the uh, Morn Star equipped. And it's like, oh, 
okay, maybe you are true to your word. Let's let, let me hear you out. So we tell him, hey, we need help. We're trying to fight Shadar. You have a map that uh, leads us to the gems that we then slot into the Morningstar and finally have a very powerful wand. And he's like, well, I need to test you first. Of course. Everybody always wants to test you. Everybody wants to test us. Uh, the freaking cauldron wants to test you with the genie and everything like that. So we have another boss fight with a red dragon. At Kublai? Kublai. Um, I have to say, I feel like maybe I was over level for this, but I beat it in the first try. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I didn't have any problem with the red dragon. I thought it was cool that you get to fight a dragon. Yeah. To like which, other games, sneak it in there somewhere, just a random dragon. There is an issue that I have, and that is. Right after this, we have to cure a dragon so that we can use it to fly. Why don't we use the red dragon to fly? See, the red dragon's like a bronco. You can't just get up on a bronco and go. <laughs> you know, you gotta have the right kind of horse to ride. You can't just ride, you know, a stallion. Okay. At least somebody explained that to me in some way. That's all I wanted. <laughs> Instead, this game just like... Oh, we had to fix this dragon. What happened to the other dragon that we just fought? Yeah, what happened to the really strong, perfectly fine dragon we just fought? Yeah, that could probably help us out in battles. <laughs> so, um, we prove ourselves to him. He's like, alright, fine. Uh, I give you the map. But the problem is, is where the map is leading us is an island you can't get to with a boat. But, you can get there if you use my dragon to fly there. There's an issue. The dragon that I have to use to fly, something's wrong with it. It's sick or something. Guess what? <laughs> yeah. So we go over there and look at the dragon, talk to it using the nature's tongue. And it says that the another me somewhere is sick. And that that's when it dawns on us, hey, we need to go back to Motorville and find its soulmate. Hadn't been to Motorville in a while. Yeah, although this is what the I don't know fifth time we've been back. Yeah, looking for a soulmate. They haven't changed it up at all, really. No, it's always something bad happened. Let's go find the soulmate, figure out what's going on, and then fix it there, and come back, and it'll be fixed. Yep. Which isn't again isn't bad. I mean, that's you know that that's the link. That's kind of cool that there's these two worlds that are connected, and you've got soulmates. But after the third or fourth time, I get it. I've seen it already. You know, pl pl play with it. Make it a little more dynamic. Do yeah. something. I don't know. Go back to Motorville. Find the person. See that they have a nightmare. Fight the nightmare. Then get a heart of some kind. A they, new kind, they, yeah. Usually you introduce a new kind and then bring it back to them and then you're done. And yep. I, it's so much backtracking. Yep. It gets a little bit too, if you remember, my, my issue, only because we recently played Dead Space 2, but my issue with Dead Space 1 is that I, I feel like you've got a story going, but then the way it loops back, they're almost like interchangeable segments. And it's essentially, here's a story. It could have four segments, 
or 8 or 10 or 40. just depends on how long we want you to play it. And you're not making forward progress. You're just kind of looping back to the middle. And you can just keep doing that until they decide to move the story along. And I, I kind of feel that way with this is that you could you can always have another thing that, that Oliver needs and then there's an issue and you know this whole like circle of events of going to Motorville, solving it, coming back, getting the piece you need, then moving on, then there's another thing you need. And it, it, again, it's there's I don't have a problem with that cycle, but when it's when it's so repetitive it 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 takes away from any kind of forward progress, I think. That's what I've been saying this entire time. And like, th- like it, it came to a head when we were, we were trying to cure the the, the big like, pig queen. And, the Khalifa. Yeah, Khalifa, or yeah, the cow queen, or whatever. When we had to go to every store, to which we then had to run all the way back to where the cow queen was, just to the guy standing directly next to her. Yeah, and I was like, "What is this bullshit padding?" I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And it's kind of like that here, where we go, we find the soulmate. So the soulmate is the soulmate of the the pirate king is the dog. The dog then tells us that his master is sick. There's something wrong with him. We then go to that person. That is the soulmate of the dragon. Yeah. So if this is them changing it up. That's not very that's big of a not change. A change up, that, because that, they they do kind of call it out like that. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's the master and you know, I don't know, the master and the pet are reversed in this world. Okay, I mean, if if that's going to be the twist, that's got to build on. That's got to lead to something. That can't just be the twist in and of itself. Who cares? I don't really think there was a twist. I think it was just like there <laughs> yeah so sure enough the dragon's uh soulmate who is a athlete in school he's uh he has a nightmare we fight the nightmare that one was a joke yeah i, I was able to surround that sucker and just kept beating it and i, I somehow kept getting now's your chance and just beat the crap out of it, and it dropped literally four of those shining orbs. The yellow ones? Yeah. Oh, wow. So every single one of my party members was was throwing out, like, hardcore abilities. So uh, Yeah, I, I generally like it most when the penguin gets it, because he does the the, ice. the winter storm. Yeah. It, it does, like, 400, over 400 damage. Yeah. So I uh, beat that. And then we come to find out the kid is brokenhearted because he's lacking confidence. So who do we know that has a lot of confidence? Hey, I remember. Let's cast Gateway and go through three yeah. three loading screens so that we can go and talk to the the king of the pirates and get a heart from him. Then cast Gateway again and go through three loading screens and then go run all the way back because they start you back at the beginning of Motorville. Yep. He had to run all the way back to the kid, give him the piece of heart, then go back, cast gateway again, go back through three loading screens, and now we're back. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> Which, uh, again, I find this strange because 
it, it feels so repetitive, but on the other hand, this game has given us so many ways to travel relative to where you start in the game. You know, gate, gateway, yeah, it's kind of annoying when you have to go back and forth with it, but it doesn't take that long to get between worlds. And then you got the travel spell. You can go anywhere within within the, whatever that world is immediately. Then you've got then you get the boat, so you can go in the seas. And now we're about to get a dragon, which lets you go anywhere. I mean, it's it it's 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 weird to me that it does feel so clunky when they've given so many things to us to allow us to move around more easily. Yeah, and it still feels a little strange. So. I'm guessing the dragon is the ultimate transportation. Yeah, the dragon's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I've 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 rode on the dragon, but I'm just saying I think that's the last piece of transportation we get. Yeah. So after that, uh, we return back to the other world, and the dragon is cured. No more brokenheartedness, and the the king, the uh, the. The pirate king gives us the dragon, and we can now fly to the island. Um, we fly to the island, and there is a cryptic message there. There's nothing else there but a cryptic message that tells us this has something to do with the map that we have. So we then fly back to the king, to the pirate king. And we look at the map again. Use a spell on the map. Yeah, like re- reveal, reveal or seek fortune. Or, yeah, yeah, seek fortune, I think, is what it is. And uh, it then shows us on the map where the gems are. So we know our next destination. And that is as far as I got. <laughs> Unfortunately, did not have enough time to put into this game this week. But what we just talked about from the beginning of this episode to right now was a good probably five or six hours. Yeah, see, there, there's so many ways to like judge a game. But I will say that this is one of the games where I sit down. I, I think I mentioned this earlier, but I'll sit down and... Two hours will have passed before I even realize realize it. And there aren't many games lately where that happens because, you know, I'll start off, maybe I'll grind a little bit, and then maybe I'll do a little side quest, and then I'm like, oh, I've got some money now, I'll go buy some new weapons, uh, you know, take on the next story battle, then you get some cutscenes, then I spend another 10 or 15 minutes grinding, and, I'll, you know, two hours have gone by. And then I'm like, oh, all right, I, I guess I'll take a break. But I... So many games where I feel like it, it is a constant struggle and, you know, a half an hour in, I'm like, uh, I just don't, I don't want to be doing this. I'd rather do anything else. And I, I haven't really had that with this game aside from maybe the one time where I spent my entire play session grinding. Yeah. I did that, that one time and I was like, oh man, this is rough. I don't know. It's weird. I, I, I don't hate this game. <laughs> I, I know it sounds like I do, but sounds like a really big but. Yeah, that's not. I mean, it's, there's no there's no but about it. It's just everybody knows my complaints with the game. You yeah, know, that like the, the perfect example, The Last of Us. 
I don't hate The Last of Us. I hate playing The Last of Us. It's the same way with this. I don't hate this game. It's just the things you have to wade through to get to the stuff that I kind of like is annoying. I still don't like the combat. I still don't like the fact that I don't have full control over my characters or the AI characters. Here's my thing. The tactics work for a little while. Like during a boss fight, I automatically switch uh, Esther to keep me healthy. Mm-hmm. That last that that works for about three minutes of the boss fight. Now Before she, she runs out, now she's out of MP. Now she's yep. useless. Also, I I haven't found any. I take that back because I just did find one. But I was like, normally in a game like this, I would expect equipment or spells to like. Recover MP. I don't. I mean, other than the fact that most save spots automatically refill your MP, and it, you know, anytime you stay in an inn, it refills your MP. I don't feel like there's all that many ways out in the field to regain MP. And if you try to buy coffees, those things are expensive. Hell yeah, dude! Strong coffees, which will give you thirty MP, which is pretty decent. Yeah, is like almost a grand. Well, yeah, which is weird because early in the game, that's almost you know, you know, only only Trump can afford stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, late in the game, I guess you could buy it, but at that point, it's almost not worth the time mid battle when you're in a big battle to use it. And that's that's the big thing is that do you do I better equip my characters or do I buy healing items? That's I've had I've had that conversation. And in this game, I've always leaned towards go for the permanent bonus. Get the better weapons, get the better defense, and then you know find a way to trek back because you can refill everybody's MP and everybody's HP at an inn for like 100 guilders or whatever they are. Thank Christ. So, There's one thing this game does good. It does the old school Diablo thing where when you level up, your health is completely restored and your MP is fully restored. Yep, every time you hit that level. Yeah. So every time, like when I am grinding or attempting to grind and I get that level, I can keep grinding a little while before I have to go back and save. Yep. So I don't know. It's it... There's things I like about this game. There's things I don't. Like, uh, like I, I would lean, I would lean toward there's more that I don't like. Than I would the things that I do like, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. We'll see. I want to see more of that story. I want to see more of like who is this guy that's working for the council? And see the council. That's the other thing. We get a cutscene where the council's sitting there talking, saying, "How did he get a control of the Mornstar?" And Shadar's there yep. saying, "I wouldn't expecting him to travel back through time. Obviously, there is a powerful witch or wizard around here who is helping them." And the most powerful ones are in this room right now. To which one of the witches looks at the guy who helped us and says, you've cast, uh, you know, the time traveling spell before in your life. He's like, so was it you? He's like, please, it wasn't me. Why would you think it would be me? Yeah. So I don't know. See, I want to see more of that. That's interesting to me. Yeah, that's interesting to me, but I'm concerned. I don't want my enjoyment of this game to be based around the story because 
I, I feel like it's relatively thin, and I don't expect to be fulfilled story-wise. Yeah, that may be true. So, uh, yeah, they they finally got a couple of mysteries in here, other than, you know, Oliver wants to save his mom. I got, I got it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I like that they're introducing some mystery. Um, and there's few enough main characters that you got to expect some revelations, I would imagine. People... I don't know. You know, like you mentioned, maybe maybe he's the Wizard King because, again, there aren't that many characters, so anybody could really be the Wizard King. Yeah. So we'll see. But I have a metric crap ton of emails to go through. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have three emails from Jason, which I'm going to read off. One of them I missed from last week. Um, so I do apologize for that, but. Jason says, uh, Hi Drew, you asked for battle tips, so here are some of mine. Get the bonus for extra orbs from turning in the stamp tickets from the side jobs, which I did do, and that does help out. Although, I wonder, is there a a level two of that to get you even more orbs? I don't know. I I don't know. I haven't, I haven't actually explored much of that stamp book stuff. Yeah, I think I had about ten, ten pages full. The, so I went, just got everything. Basically, everything on row one was about ten total or eight total. The 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 big issue for me there is though is that even though there's a lot of ores sitting around, I'm either not close to them or my dumb AI partners will go grab them first. <laughs> um. Anyway, so it says here, uh, uh, grab orbs at the end of the battle, even after the enemies are defeated, so that you are full health and magic next round. I do do that as well. Alright, next email from Jason. Nino Kuni thoughts. Uh, these are early thoughts of the game. It says, hey guys, although I have listened to you since Dragon Age episodes, Nino Kuni is the first I have decided to play along with you. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Uh, due to the right mix of timing and interest. I have enjoyed listening to all the episodes except I skipped The Last of Us and I still intend to experience it myself first. Uh, to keep up, I have to go against my normal completionist tendencies, as I would easily fall behind trying to catch all, catch and level all the familiars in the game. I played uh, for a number of hours in 2014, reaching the more open world with the ship, but then uh, the gotta-catch-em-all sense made it overwhelming and too much of a time sink. I took a break from it, and it has been sitting on my backlog ever since. The aspect that I find incredible is the smooth transition uh, from the periods of user-controlled to periods of text-reading and unmoving characters, uh, straight to fully-voiced animated videos. The images throughout are beautifully drawn, and these transitions into and out of animated portions uh, that may be just 10 seconds long give the sense that you are playing an anime. I cannot... yeah, my, my only problem there is I wish more of the game was voiced. Yeah. There's a lot of text to read from a game that's supposed to be so cinematic. Right. I I would expect more from the characters. True. Uh, I cannot wait to see how the story develops and have my crazy theory already. If everyone has uh, a linked individual in the other world, so where's Oliver's? Extreme case, the writers could go with it being the opposite. Pure good uh, balanced with pure evil, which is why Shadar has kept his face hidden, at least up through where I'm at. I doubt it, though. And uh, as the links seem to indicate shared characteristics, any crazy theories or future plot points you think of. 
I'm excited for the year of JRPGs, as uh, they usually have amazing stories. I usually count any story where, one, you assume the role of a particular individual, and two, uh, that has uh, character development in the three, story development as an RPG. The more you take on that persona and the more choice and freedom you have, the deeper into the role of the player can be. Uh, this can be through skill trees or t- response choices, although neither is required. I would actually consider Assassin's Creed Brotherhood to be an RPG, so I really felt that series lost its unique feel and appeal to me with the skill trees and other changes in Origins that were added to make it more of RPG-like. As such, I would also assume Gravity Rush to be an RPG. Something like the Sherlock Holmes series would not be an RPG since there is no character development. There are a lot that would fall into that realm, so it's so it is finding the flavor that suits you, stealth, fantasy, puzzler, or other, with the features that you enjoy. Keep gaming, and I'll keep listening. Jason. Thank you, Jason. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Last email from Jason. Uh, this is the one for basically this episode. Uh, it says, uh, hey guys, just got the dragon and am flying. A little disappointed we didn't get the airship, but that's the Final Fantasy fan in me. Uh, that was the first thing I thought too. I'm like, oh, an airship, of course. <laughs> yeah. I am enjoying the game, although I agree that the battle system is too complex or just has too many things. I feel, uh, that my part, feel like that my party easily overpowers the enemies or gets decimated. Yes. Yep. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> uh, bosses have been reasonable, especially with Drippy's comments mid battle. It's, uh, the other random battles, especially as exploring. Uh, the story has been cute and relatively simple initially, so I was really thrown off by after getting help from uh, the member of the Zodiac Council. I want to know more about their motives now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more about his, the more about the history of the Wizard King. Each member of the council has a staff with three stones of power on them, same format as Monstar, but with stone, but with stones. So I wonder if these came from other worlds or universes. Oliver comes from one world, Esther, etc., from another world, and P seems to be from a third. So yeah. maybe, so maybe there's a lot more worlds. Also, we have three kind, uh, ki- three kind. I got your stones. Yeah, fuck your stones. Uh, <laughs> also, we have three. I think you said kinds of, or maybe three kids of four sages. So I also wonder if there will be a fourth joining the party. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah, for kids, uh, look forward to see where the game goes. That is a very interesting story. So, I my theory is Horus, that little kid that's a ghost running around. I, he looks a lot like Oliver. Same hair color as P, so they must both be ghosts, right? I thought they both have that greenish hair. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. I can guess all I want to, but yeah, I just have a sinking feeling that most of it's either going to be super trite or not be answered. <laughs> a bunch of red herrings running around. Yeah, or more likely they answer it and it's just like pointless or dumb. Okay, so next email comes in from uh, Pedro. Uh, says hi. I found the podcast some time ago and have listened to most of the JRPG episodes. I am so very excited for the year of the JRPG. Regert, re, excuse me, regarding Neo, Regerts. Regerts, Nino Kuni, <laughs> I kind of agree with Drew in most of his comments. I started loving the art style, music, and story, but ended up pretty down on the game. I mm. could not master the combat system and end up absolutely disliking it. 
I look forward to hearing how you feel in the end. I'm not sure if you have already decided the games for the rest of the year, but I wanted to recommend Eternal Sonata. Uh, lovely art yes. and music. Interesting combat system, and in my opinion, one of the best examples of using games as a medium for education. Sorry for the long email, and keep up the tidy work. Uh, that was not a long email, trust me. We, yeah. we, we have had some monstrous emails before. That uh, is a gorgeous game, though. Yes, it is. I I have played a lot of... Uh, I've never beat Eternal Sonata, but I did play a good amount of it. The music in that game is some of the best in video games. I don't think it beats near, but it's really freaking good. So we will definitely put that into consideration. That is a game that I would like to go back to. Yeah, I would love to play it someday. All right, so thank you for that email. Uh, up next, uh, we have uh, an email from John. It says, uh, two suggestions for future Phoenix Down episodes, long series slash short, short palate cleanser. Since you guys will be doing JRPGs for the rest of the year, I have two suggestions for future games. The first one is Nier Automata. Speaking of Nier, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it, might not, it might or might not be a sequel to Nier, and it is not strictly an RPG, but the themes and the game covers and uh, uh, an intricate story belong in a, any good RPG. Uh, put to the, uh, the game on easy mode, turn on the auto-dodge chips, and or auto fire chips and you can enjoy the story without having to worry about gameplay. I would recommend doing this only if the gameplay becomes too hard or if it is taking too much time to play the game. I was going to say don't have to worry about gameplay. <laughs> I don't know if that sounds like a plus or not. Let's see here. Uh, da, da, da. Supposedly the game can be replayed five times with different storylines uh, taking place each time. You got past Dark Souls and Xenogears. I'm sure you can handle it. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know if you know this, John, but we did do Nier a long time ago. Uh, in fact, that was what got Jay to actually join the website. Uh, Nier also had tons of, um, of different endings and stuff like that. Um, just a really interesting game. Nier is, a, I have never seen a, a game like Nier really, where, Every time you replay that game, something different happens. To which, I mean, I, it's not really a spoiler. I mean, that game's pretty old at this point, but the final ending makes you delete your own save file. <laughs> I have never seen that before in a game. Basically, you made your choice. Now you have to live with it, and it deletes your save file. <laughs> which is wild to me. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the second game is Life is Strange. Uh, uh, super high. So outside of outside of the games we play for Phoenix Down, yeah, that is you know top two or three that I've been I've been looking to boot up and just you know if I find myself with a free weekend, I would just love to play through that whole thing in like two sittings. Um, when you sit down and play through Life is Strange, you will do it in two sittings because. It is a fantastic game. I reviewed every episode of that game. Uh, I am a big fan of it. I have not played before the storm and I don't know why. I don't feel compelled to. Um, hmm. life is strange had some of the hardest choices I've ever made in games. 
there was a choice in that game where I sat there for a good five minutes and just stared at it. Uh, that's a that's a pretty good mark for me of a that, game. That is, it it really is a great great game. Especially when they make you, you know, I, a choice is good. You know, you sit there. Sometimes both options are floating on the screen. You got to think of which one you're going to do. And, and and no no knock against that because I absolutely love that in a game. But one thing I find even more interesting is when they make you actively do something that you don't want to do. And the one that always comes back to me is one of the the God of War games on the PSP, I think the first one. And the fact that you have to, like, mash on the button to push your daughter away. I know what you're Push her about. right away from you. Yeah. And to me, that, like, I'm doing it, and, like, my finger is pushing the button, but the whole time I'm, like, detaching myself from it. I'm like, I don't want to be pushing this button. Why, you know, the game's telling me to, so I'm going to, but I, I feel like I shouldn't be. I don't, I don't want to do this. And that... To me, like I, I don't know, I would, I would love to see some more exp- explorations of that. I mean, I, I love choice in a game, but there's, it's a weird alternative to force you to do something you don't want to do, or like like ask you to delete your save. It's not just you beat the game, this happened and your your save is deleted. But like if it, I, I don't actually know how that ending of near goes. But if they ask you to delete your save to accomplish something, to, that's even more interesting to me. Yeah, it's a choice. Yeah, I, no, I don't want to delete my save, but do I want to do this other thing more than I don't want to delete my save? I don't know. It's really cool. The great thing about Life is Strange, Matt, I don't know if you know some of the story beats, but uh, Max, the character that you play as, she has the ability, she finds out she has the ability to rewind time. So the cool thing about making a choice in Life is Strange is that you can make that choice, and if you don't like it, you can rewind it and say, okay. I don't like that. Let me try the other one. Now, you it's limited. You can't you can't play the entire game and then oh I want to rewind. <laughs> um but there's some choices in that game where you're just like even though I can see how it plays out, I don't like either one of them. <laughs> There's see, I, I, there's some I, I, oh man there is there is that one choice I can't remember what episode it is but there's a choice and it's just like uh what do I do here yeah so I don't know if I want that ability to rewind though well it's part of the game mechanic I mean you you don't have to you can make a choice and just stick with it so it reminds me of like you know when I when I started playing Mass Effect two and the first time I played through it I looked nothing up. You know, I had people people die, and I said that sucks, but that's my story. You know, <laughs> these people died. You know, and then when I went through and played it again, I'm like, no, obviously I want to keep everybody alive. You know, I want the best ending. I want the pristine ending. All my friends are going to survive. But that ending didn't mean as much to me as the one where you know I I struggled and people paid the price. And uh, that first time I played Mass Effect two that way, it was really powerful because of that. Let's see here. It continues on. Uh says, uh, this would be a good short palate cleanser. This uh, is a five-episode point-and-click adventure game with a few unique twists that elevate the game above the competition. It would take between 8 to 15 hours to finish the game, depending on how thoroughly you explore uh, and the dialogue trees. Uh, I will not spoil the central mechanic of the game. Some major themes are uh, the difficult transition from childhood slash youth to adulthood, 
Classic. Yeah, the decay of relationships with distance and time, mental health issues, bullying, and taking responsibility for one's actions. It starts off as a nostalgic teen drama and introduces more mystery and sci-fi shenanigans with each episode. Uh, Near Automata was my top 10 games of the year list in 2017, and Life is Strange was my game of the year in 2015. I think you guys would definitely mm. enjoy both games. Regards, John. Yeah, I played a good amount of Near Automata. I enjoyed it. It's quite good. Have not even touched it. All right. Final email comes in from Chad, who has been playing along with us. I think he's already beat the game. We'll see here. Uh, all right. I'm going to take a guess of how far you got. I'm assuming you made it through the time loop and got the not so surprising twist that Swain is the big brother prince. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my God. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this felt a little bit like a sidestep for me, but it did provide some key character background and introduced a potentially rogue agent from the White Witch's inner circle. Hmm. We'll see. Just that phrase is more interesting to me than the way the game has presented most things. A rogue agent from the White Witch's inner circle? <laughs> yes. That sounds awesome. I want to play that game. I want to play that, yeah. <laughs> uh, however, at this point, uh, I'm assuming... Uh, you are chasing after dim fucking stones. <laughs> uh, from Mornstar. Uh, even though the world opens up even more here, this is where I felt the pacing started to take the shit for me. <laughs> uh, that is until the next mode of world traversal. Not gonna spoil anything because I don't know if you got that far. Oh, so there is another one. I think, actually I think the next mode of world traversal was pretty good and I'm sure Matt really dug it. Matt, have you been lying to me this whole time? <laughs> uh, something to point out that I forgot to mention last time is that you will start to find and tame final form familiars in later part of the game. If you haven't been able to morph some characters, you'll probably be uh, better off recruiting them. Yep. At this point, like the the skeleton guys. Yeah. I, I fought a lot of like form three skeletons. Don't they? But don't you get to choose which form they take? And they're like two it, forms. If you evolve them, you do. But oh. if you see them in the field, you see one or the other. Okay. Or both. I mean, it, depending on the fight and who you're looking at. So here it says, at this point in the game, I felt like a lot of busy work, and the story doesn't start getting interesting again until you get at least 20%, the last 20% of the game. Great. Once you get the stones, I think you're about three-fourths of the way there. I hope the game isn't beating you up too much. Till next time, Chad. Thank you for that email, Chad. Uh, that's it. That's all the emails. Holy moly. Thank you, though. That's the most emails I think we've ever got. Yeah, set a new record. Yeah. So, keep them coming, guys. I love this. And apparently a lot of people like JRPGs. Yeah. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? Um, I'm still excited. I mean, there's, uh, just to reiterate, there's so many great RPGs that I never played. Yeah. And, I, you know, there's there's a lot that I have played some of and haven't finished. There's some that I have completely finished and love, and I'd love to go back to them. Um, we really want to do Radiant Historia. Now, I thought Radiant Historia, the remake, was coming out in February, but it's actually at the end of March. So that will not be our next game. We're going to have to find something else. Um, I don't know what... <laughs> Um, 
<laughs> Vagrant story. Oh, God. That, yeah, right. <laughs> this is going to take you forever. Yeah, I'd rather do a shorter one. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be a JR. As much as it pains me to say that. Yeah. I mean, like like I said, we, this is the year of the RPG, JRPG, but we don't have to necessarily do a JRPG. Um, you know, obviously because it's hard to squeeze in a full JRPG in a month. You see, Nino Cooney's taking a month and a half to do because we're probably going to have two more episodes for this, if not more, depending on how fucking slow I am at actually getting this done. You have to understand something, guys. I am getting married this year. And I'm planning a wedding. So, a lot of stuff takes precedence over playing. <laughs> Oliver Neo takes Cooney. the backseat. Oliver definitely takes the backseat, especially every time I get into a battle. I'm like, I'd rather be planning a wedding than playing this. <laughs> so, no. But, yeah, I mean, it's just. Yeah. I, I, I don't have time much anymore. It's been slowly dwindling ever since I got older. So. We'll see, though. We'll try and, you know, get some out for you, at least. But, yeah, that's I got, it a, I got a thought. I got many thoughts. We can could, we could take it offline. Okay, we'll take it offline. Nah, fuck it. Bring it on. Bring it on. What we got? I was going to say an action RPG. Sequel to a game we played previously. Uh, starring Aya Bray. Okay. I could it's gotta be gotta be shorter than a normal RPG, and it. I I know I don't know much about it, but I do know that they went more RPG than the first one. Okay. Um, for those who don't know what we're talking about, uh, we're talking about Parasite Eve two. Maybe that's not a bad idea. Let's see. Let me look up how long to beat here. My my trusty howlongtobeat.com is a great website that I highly endorse. How long to beat? You may beat me. I hear you typing over there, Matt. Yep. No results. What? Okay. No. There we go. It didn't like my number two. Had to be a Roman numeral two. Oh. Uh, main story is ten and a half hours. It's pretty good for a palate cleanser. That is pretty good for a palate cleanser. Uh, we can do that. That shouldn't be a problem. Wow, it came out in this millennium? I did not know that. What was it, 2000? Yeah, came out in 2000. Hmm. Okay. Well, there you go. I think we found out our next game after Nino Kuni. It's going to be Parasite Which means our Eve next two games are set. Our next two games are set. Parasite Eve 2, and then uh, moving on to uh, to Radiant Historia. And uh, I'll just go ahead and say anybody out here listening, uh, you may have never heard of Radiant Historia. A lot of people haven't. It's one of the best handheld video games ever made. It is one of the best JRPGs ever made, uh, and that's a bold statement. But I, I fully it is bold. I, I fully uh, stand by that statement. I reviewed that game, never even heard of it before. Ken sent it to me because I was the only RPG reviewer for the site back then, 
and I sat down with it and played it and I said, wow, this is, this is the closest thing I can get to a Chrono, Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross sequel that you can get. Hmm. It's really good. It all, it's all about time travel. Um, it's got a really unique battle system. Uh, it's fantastic. It's got some really good characters. I highly suggest when we play that game that you pick this game up and play along with us. I know I did. This is a game, when I first got my 2DS, I was looking for some games to get, and you recommended this one and Fire Emblem, and those were the first two games I picked up. Yeah. So let's see here. I'm I'm just curious of where it stands on Metacritic, even though I don't like going to Metacritic. Because I remember seeing that the critics absolutely love this game. Hmm. Uh, but I don't think it's sold very well. It also looks like the critics are loving Monster Hunter World. I know. I will be loving Monster Hunter World as well. I I, I was excited to play it, although I was not expecting it to get reviewed as well as it is. Radiant Historia. Radiant Historia is currently sitting on 8.5 on Metacritic. 85 on Metacritic. Uh, let's see here. Da, 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 da. I'm sure somebody gave it a 10 out of 10. I bet you 10 bucks somebody did. Yep, Gaming Nexus gave it a 10 out of 10. Where's my review? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just curious where my review is. I were on Metacritic, so... I can't remember. Ah, 9.3 is what I gave it. Eww, God. This is, this is back in 2011. Um, just reading the little excerpt here. I, I was a bad writer back then. <laughs> a fantastic game, period. The story is great and the combat has plenty of depth for any fan of RPGs. I can't recommend this game enough. I don't I, like. Maybe they took it out of context. I don't know. It's like you're splooshing all over this game. I dude, I love that game. <laughs> I, I love it. This game's it. great. It's wonderful. Combat's great. Story's great. Yep. The music is awesome. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's it for us. So mm-hmm. next game will be Parasite Eve two. I'm sure. I, I know. I, the, that's my mistake. I thought Radiant Historia came out next month. It's actually March 31st. I'm going to be playing the remake while Matt will be playing the DS version. Uh, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get into that in due time. Parasite Eve 2 will be the next game, uh, whenever the hell we finish the Nino Kuni. Uh, but yeah, that's it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can follow us all on Twitter. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS and the podcast itself is at ZTGT Phoenix Down. Uh, you can also send us emails. Please send us more emails. I know there's a lot of people out there who have comments and want to talk about uh, Nino Cooney. Uh, it's Drew at ZTGD.com. And, uh, yeah, play along with us. I know there's some people love Parasite Eve. So let's, uh, let's everybody jump on Parasite Eve too. I'm pretty sure you can pick it up on PS3 on the PlayStation Store for probably less than 10 bucks. Yeah, most of them are what five ninety nine. Five ninety nine for the most part, I think. But yeah, that'll be it for us. 
Until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. You guys have a great week. We'll be back with the continuation of Nino Cooney, Wrath of the White Witch. Mm-hmm.